Hello and welcome to That Film Studio. I'm Jason. And I'm Luke. We're here with another movie review and in this episode we're looking at Annabelle Comes Home. This is the seventh instalment in the Conjuring universe, serving as a sequel to Annabelle Creation and Annabelle. Annabelle Comes Home is out now. If you haven't watched it yet but you want to, go watch it first before listening to our full review. We will be talking spoilers. Written and directed by Gary Doberman from A Story by James Wan, Annabelle Comes Home is interesting in that it is the first spin-off movie to feature the characters of Ed and Lorraine Warren, played by Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga uh, from The Conjuring Films in more than just reused archival footage. Luke, you have the plot. In 1971, demonologists Ed and Lorraine Warren bring the possessed Annabelle doll to their home after claims from two nurses, Debbie and Camilla, that the doll often performed violent activities in their apartment as seen early on in The Conjuring. Annabelle is placed in a sacred glass case in the couple's artifacts room containing her evil. One year later, the Warrens welcome Mary Ellen, played by Madison Iceman, a teenager babysitting the couple's daughter Judy, now played by McKenna Grace, to their home when they go overnight to investigate another case. Mary Ellen's friend, Daniela, who is curious about speaking to the dead after the death of her father, arrives uninvited to the Warren's home. Daniela finds the key to the Warren's artifacts room, exploring and touching things and accidentally leaving Annabelle's glass case unlocked. The terror begins shortly afterward as Annabelle begins releasing other spirits such as the ferryman, the bride, cursed samurai armour, a feely mealy board game and a hellhound. Feely mealy. I've never heard of that game before. Is this, maybe they created it just for this. I mean, it's perhaps? An, it's an MB game, so I'm assuming it's official. It could be real. Maybe we could have looked into that. We could have. I'm going to take it as real. There's enough board games out there, and games that were around then, not necessarily now. Yeah. That they don't have what to do make we know? And they're not going to make up something and then slap an official board game company's name on there. Mm, we have started way off track, I, I do think. But you're right, though. If we <laughs> had researched that, it would have saved this whole conversation 30 seconds gone yeah easy the conjuring um we're at the seventh movie now we're at the third annabelle movie we're at what is this the the fifth spin-off it's crazy man so this is core movies the seventh conjuring film yet we're still waiting on the conjuring three which is coming it is it is coming is that this year or next year i don't know i I know they're filming it now I mean, again, yeah, we we'll do better next time. <laughs> we'll do better research. Yeah, we've been busy, um, but we've got the Warrens in this movie, and you know, for the most part, as this movie opened, I was thinking, is this a like, is this a Conjuring movie? Why have they not just called this the Conjuring something? Like two point five? Yeah, you I, I, <laughs> I did not know. I was trying to go into this movie dark. I didn't want to know too much about yeah, it. Yeah, same. So, I'd seen them in the trailer. I was like, oh, they're even there. Even then, I guess I didn't take note. Like in the opening, you were saying how in previous spin offs, like we've had used footage shown. Yeah. Whereas so, this is brand new footage. So I guess seeing them in the trailer, my thought didn't go. I wasn't thinking, well, this is new for the movie. So when it opens and when we are with them for such a long time, you're at more than any other spin off. This feels like a conjuring movie and a clever way to do it because then you get the opening title. And then the Warrens completely leave until the end. Yeah, so yeah. It's, I really like the use of the framing device here. Like, just have them bookend it 
And for me, that was more than enough. I was actually thinking, and for the majority of the movie as well, you know when we got that first Conjuring movie and, you know, the Warrens left their daughter at home with a babysitter and they went off and did that first, um, you know, investigation. They did the house with the family and all that. And then I remember, I haven't watched Conjuring in a couple of years now, but... There was some incident at the near the end of the movie where the spirit or something that they were investigating, there was something going on. It had attached itself to the Annabelle doll and something was happening at home and they had to race home. I was thinking this movie was going to lead to that. I thought the investigation that they were on in this Annabelle movie was that house and they were tying it in. But apparently they... Well, there's, a, there's an object. I think it's that little musical thing. That's in their room, so it implies that... This movie is set after the events of that first Conjuring movie, but still before Conjuring 2. So it's sort of set in between the majority of the movie anyway. But it works out. We know that over the years there have been on many cases, and we're staying with Judy when they're often just one of those cases. And it's all implied that Judy has experienced something with the Annabelle doll in the past anyway. So from the opening of this movie, when they collect the, the doll from those nurses which again is one of the opening scenes in the first Conjuring movie and it is the actress's back isn't it I believe so from, again from more, Annabelle yeah if you're confirming that <laughs> I'm confirming it with a question mark <laughs> moving on well we're not doing good um, but yeah when the actual movie starts you know when the Warrens are off that's sometime later or a year later so yeah it's yeah that's when the movie starts and we get this fully fledged movie about Annabelle causing havoc and McKenna Grace as Judy, so she is playing the role for the first time here. In Conjuring 2 and the first one, it was a different actress. And in Conjuring 2, it was the nun, wasn't it, that Judy could see when she was at home? I think so, yeah. Quite a memory of that. Like, I know the Warrens were in England in that movie in Enfield. I can honestly say it is hard to keep track because we're talking about the seventh movie and when there's all these spin-offs I mean I enjoy it all don't don't get me wrong but trying to remember what fits where there's a lot of things going on in a lot of the movies and you are trying to remember where they're from and it, it is hard and the movies you know they're not coming out in any sort of chronological order like take the Annabelle movies like Annabelle like preceded the first Conjuring movie, Annabelle Creation, which was the second Annabelle movie, was set before that Annabelle movie. And then this one's set in between, like, the Conjuring kind of before, and then, ah, it's crazy. So I'll tell you, it's hard to keep track. You know, I read online that the crash at the beginning is connected to the curse of the weeping woman, or if you're in the States, La Llorona. Yeah. That it's connected to that. that's what, I read as, that's what I read okay. as well. I don't know if that's a confirmation. I also read it. I mean, we know that that is part of the Conjuring universe, and that was a sneaky one. Like mm. We didn't know until that was close to being released. I think one of the last trailers for La Llorona, they revealed that it was part of it by having the priest in the trailer. What these, what these movies are doing, though, it's like, as, we, you know, as they keep ticking on, we seem to be getting... They'll plant sort of stuff, a storyline, a character or a spirit or something in a movie and then we'll get either a spin-off or we'll get more of it a bit later. You know, like we had hints of The Nun before The Nun came out. Uh, I was surprised at how much we got in here, though. I mean, with the 
the movie takes place at their house and you've got the artifacts room. Get all these things going on. But yeah, but seeing a lot of those artifacts be possessed, I didn't expect to see that level of character. Like there's so much going on in this movie. And after I watched it, I went back and looked at the the poster for the movie. They're all on there. Even oh, the woman, so it's kind of like, oh, okay. So in hindsight, you look at that poster, it shows you exactly who and what is happening in that movie. But you just think movie. it's just the elements of the of I just thought room. it was like a design choice. Like yeah. it had Annabelle and everyone else around. But I'm telling you, if if somewhere in the next year or so, if we, I will not be surprised if we get a movie about the ferryman. Like he, he was the one that they discussed the most in this movie. They explored, they did things with. I will not be surprised if he's next. They're still talking about like the Crooked Man from like the second Conjuring movie, but I, yeah, I, I think the Ferryman's coming. I think you're right. I mean, we're getting this. That did did I read this right, or did I did I take this right? Mary had a sister, something in her youth, and that was why the Ferryman was. It's as if he was specifically well, coming they, after her. I don't know if I was reading too much no, into they, it. I don't think it's anything to do with her sister or something. There was something about like she looked like a girl, and that's why I took it as being like. So when she was a kid, she didn't really have a memory of it. And then the Warrens strategically hired her to be the babysitter of Judy, knowing I don't know that if she's got some. I mean, that could I, be I a thing. Did I'm, you think too much about that? If I, I think they do a ferryman spin-off, what I've just said—if that didn't happen—I reckon it will. I think the fact that they point—they made a, a thing, and it had nothing to do with the rest of the movie. That is that, yeah, that Mary young Ellen girl character looked, looked like, like the girl in the picture. Like it was uncanny. So it's like they could cast. Madison Eisman in a ferryman movie but Mary playing a different character obviously whether I was getting something from from her performance that wasn't there but there was a recollection there Mm. and then even a friend Daniela is like you kind of look a lot like this girl in the picture (laughs) and then she's kind of like oh well maybe something happened hey maybe I'm just reading too much into it I think so I think these these movies do that to you though because you know that you're watching something that is interconnected like on the scale of the conjuring we've not had it before like if you think back in the day we got freddy versus jason but it was that was a crossover that happened of established characters but now with the conjuring everything it just all interweaves Mm. it is a universe but I, i don't know i think there is a little bit too much set up for other things where it's it's like it's not related to this movie per se I don't know. They, they do it, but I think they do give you enough of what the movie is about. Like, at one point, I was getting distracted by all the other possessed characters, like whether it's the ferryman, mm. the, the hellhound, and you're like, after a while, you're like, huh, I've not seen Annabelle for a while. Yeah. But then it's all But that's Annabelle what Annabelle's about. about. Annabelle exactly, yes, yeah, so it's not is... just the doll, but when... Like, when you're watching a child's play movie, it's Chucky. Yeah. You see Chucky. Well, Annabelle always is around. the conduit thing, bringing the spirits. It is, so she was possessing lot, things... Yeah. But she was, for me, the actual doll was going away for for a lot of this movie. But I just want to talk about the actress McKenna Grace because I was looking her up on IMDb. She has done so much work. <laughs> yeah. Like, so um, much work. Captain Marvel, I the, believe. That yeah. is one that I want to bring up because what I found interesting, so this actress playing Judy, in a lot of her previous roles, she plays the younger version of of the main character in either a movie or TV show. So she is young Carol in Captain Marvel. She plays the 13-year-old version. She is young Sabrina Spellman in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. She plays young Theo in The Haunting of Hill House. She plays young Tonya 
in I, Tonya, the <laughs> Tonya Harding movie. And yeah. I'm sure there's more. So she seems to be that go-to person. Hey, she can play a young person, of, a young version of our star. <laughs> she just makes it... She just looks like a young, white, blonde girl. But have you known that before, <laughs> where they've gone to the same actress or actor over and over to play young versions of the main character? It just stood out to me, so I thought, I'll talk about it here today. They might as well use her whilst she's of that age, and then, you know, when she's older, she'll... And in this... I mean, she has I an expiry was, date with these roles. Yeah, she, but in this, I thought she was really good. She's actually... She played the part yeah, really well. And what I like, with these movies, you know, whether they're set in the 70s, the 60s, or whatever, this one is, what, 71? You're correct, yes. She looks like she belongs in 1971. <laughs> like, you know, it's not just the clothes, it's not just the hairstyle, it's the way she carries herself. Like, they do a really good job of casting these movies for the, for the time it's set in. The plot. I want to. I want to talk about the after we get sort of the you know the whole setup of the Warrens pick up the doll and they bring her home. Like that's all stuff we already kind of knew anyway. The rest of the movie is essentially it's a haunted house fun ride. It's yes, strap in and it's just things sort of happening as we go. Now interject if you must. But I'm like, what I got from this movie is that there's a lot of backstory to the characters. There's a lot of, this is what's happened to the character in the past or what they've experienced. But then nothing actually really happens with the characters in terms of what's actually going on in the movie. It's just these things are happening and it all kind of just gets wrapped up and then it's, it's all good. I had a thought after the movie finished and it changed my opinion on the film. My or positive thought, or negative? Negative. Okay. My thought, so I watched it and I was, I mean, you, there's so much happening and you do, you strap in, you're along for the ride and there's so much going on. So after the movie had finished and I'd finally had a time to think and they had the thought, nobody died. <laughs> yeah. And that really yeah. did change anything. Oh, okay. So here in Australia, it's an M rated movie. I mean, it's one up from a PG. You do see uh, Daniela get stabbed, but then she didn't. You see her covered in blood, but that was in the TV that was projecting so far into the future, like 30 seconds yeah. or whatever. See, so you were seeing like what could happen, but when when all is said and done, like we've got the boyfriend getting chased by the hellhound outside, and then he's okay. Everyone is okay. There's a car crash at the beginning, and then the woman. there is a victim from that, but when you're looking at your main characters, that they... Will they, won't they be in harm's way when you get to the end? Like, if I was to watch this a second time, there's not that sense of peril. Like, we did a review of the new Child's Play, and there is loss of life in there. And in this type of movie, in the horror movies, you, you kind of expect that. I just think they're playing to a young audience here. Now, when I went to my screening... Where I originally sat, I had to move because you can pick someone a mile away. Like, <laughs> they're they're going to talk. Oh, yeah. So I moved and then moved toward, you know, closer to somebody else. And then they set up. And then I was sat there thinking, right, so I think they're both going to talk, but who I moved away from is going to talk more. The ones that I ended up staying there, it was three guys. And I, well, I say guys, teenagers, must have been, I don't know, maybe 14. Yeah, yeah. Around yeah. about there. And then when the shit was hitting the fan and loads of things were getting possessed, they literally, one of them yelled, F this, but he swore, and they liked it and didn't come back. What? So 
What? You know, sometimes it's like it's a mob mentality. Like you can freak each other out. So maybe that was going on. But I think those guys that ran, the snickering in the background, younger than I am, that's who this movie's made for. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like it's a horror movie made for one up from a PG. Yeah, I mean it's tame. It's I mean, it's, it's very. There I, are moments though. Tame. There are moments where you know you do get caught up in the moment and you're like, oh, you know, there's freaky things happening. But do you know what that's? Uh, you know what? You just yeah, freaky things happening. Not scary. Not just freaky. freaky. A, a little bit, and maybe there'll be a little jump. I reckon. No, but that that no, you said it. Jumps. This yeah. movie is. Jump scare, followed by jump scare, followed by jump scare. Rinse, repeat. There's Once Annabelle starts bringing all these things to life, it's just these three characters experiencing the things. And there's... The music slows down, it gets deeper, and then there's, there's you know, something appears and it doesn't, and it's like, oh, we're looking, and then it's just build up and set up of a loud noise. Boom. If there was follow through... Rinse, repeat. If, there was, if they followed through on some of the things that happened to Daniela, for me, that would have took it to the next level. And maybe that would have given it an MA rating. <laughs> but it just feels really tame. And I'd say it's tamer. Like, this is our second Conjuring Universe movie this year so far. Yeah. First one being La Llorona. That was scarier than this. Yeah, that was scarier. But even then, they showed mm. way too much of La Llorona, and it just it lost its, its effect. Yeah, yeah. I do like these Conjuring movies, but I'm hoping they can bring it back with The Conjuring 3. The first Conjuring and The Conjuring 2, like, which is my favourite of the on two On a so different far. level, yeah. I, but it was great seeing the Warrens here, but this just seems to be skewing younger. Maybe it's even having Judy as one of the main characters, like just having such a young cast. But then again, no, I'll take that back because you've got the young kids in the Enfield haunting in Conjuring yeah, 2. Yeah, and that's, that's, some, that's some freaky stuff. They were the first two were directed by James Wan. I mean, he, he is still across these movies. He's credited for the story on this film, mm. but I don't want them to continue to be these tame it, movies. Even the Nun, which is probably the worst of the Conjuring movies, one hundred percent agree. But it is, yeah, the worst. At least there was like both visually death and, and tonal, tonally, yeah. and yeah, there was death and there was violence to it. It felt it like... It was just a boring yeah. movie, and that, that was its it main issue. It was a long movie. But then, what do they do? Do they make more things happen? Like this. Annabelle comes out. Yeah, I think There's a lot more happening on it, this. It seems like the, the trend is... I mean, you are getting kind of different types of movies with this spin-off, which I guess is a good thing, but I think overall the trend is still going towards... You know, departing where that first Conjuring movie was, you know, where it was less is more. Here's the tension, here's the fear. Where now it's like, here's the freaky stuff happening and the loud noises. And I think, and not just these movies, but I think horror movies in general, in the past couple of years, have been sort of following this trajectory. And I'm just worried that we are gonna be so invested, like so just absorbed into all all this type of horror. And it's like, I think we need to go back to where that Conjuring started. I honestly, like, I wish, and it's not fair, because the director of The Conjuring 3, it's Michael Chaves, and he directed La Llorona. 
But for the third Conjuring movie, it would have been good if James Wan came <laughs> just back. Just to bring it all back to... Just like, it's like, it's the mothership, isn't it? It's the main title. Like, if James Wan could have directed those, but I know he's busy doing yeah. Aquaman 2 and whatever else, I The think Trench. We, we accustomed ourselves to just expect that these spin-offs, none of them have been to the level of the Conjuring movies, especially not that first one. Uh, but I think we, we just sort of accept, look, they're just the spin-offs, they're just a bit of extra, you know something to entertain us whilst we wait for another Conjuring movie and I do I do like them like I do, I do enjoy these movies but I just feel recently this is like the best example of it it just it seems like they are skewing to a younger audience yeah I think well, another element I guess that is missing is that even in the movies that aren't focused on the Warrens you are still getting characters sort of undergoing some sort of investigation looking into you know solving working out what is going on, whether it be the the other Annabelle movies or The Nun or La La Ronde, there's always characters going, what is happening and how do we fix it? Where this one, it's like, even as an audience, we were like, we know what needs to be done. The characters, because of having the Judy character there, she knew what needed to be done. Yeah, It was like, there was no mystery to, what is Annabelle? What's Annabelle doing? It's like, this is the third Annabelle movie. This is like the fifth or sixth time she's featured in a movie. I mean, you're right, though. Like those Conjuring movies, it is all about... The investigation. The investigation. You've got skeptics. So they can like be you, the audience, like questioning, well, is this really is this happening? Real or not? Like, the end of the Conjuring movies, you get clips and photo archives of like you know the documentation that they have which also adds to a creepy sort of thing they do that here that you get one photo of like of the family the the three of them at the end yeah but that so that's it that's it (laughs) you know know, thinking about it as we're talking my the my favorite part of the whole movie i'm gonna tell you right now because it just popped into my head and and it's probably the only real feeling that I get in this movie of those original Conjuring films and it's to do with Lorraine Warren she phones the house and she's speaking with Mary yeah, Ellen yeah. and then she say you need to do this you need to do that and then you soon hear that what she's telling her to do is the wrong advice and it's actually Annabelle yeah <laughs> but it's going back to you know what these movies do best it's sort of like it's not all these big CGI effects. It's pulling it back, and it's what you don't see. Like you're talking about the like one of the best moments for you was a phone call, yeah, and with just, just a voice on a telephone. And it's that deception. It's and it's like you know, it's a moment of hope for the characters. Oh, good, your mum's on the phone. Okay, we need you to come back. Where are you? We need your help. And then the advice turns sour, and she realizes it's Annabelle. It that is a, a good moment. It's not necessarily scary, but it's eerie. It's creepy. It, it's like it paints the picture of the situation, and it makes you feel, oh no. Like, uh, and like then that gives me more peril than you know the the samurai or whatever else. <laughs> I gotta say, I think it was the bride or something. The bride walking around the windows and then like into the the other room, sort of just like circling around. That was a cool I mean, effect. Visually, yeah, yeah. visually creepy, and I was like, oh, this is making me a bit uneasy. That's probably one of the biggest scenes that sort of had that effect on me. But straight away, seeing that, I'm thinking, well, it's the nun. On the non-used shadow, mm. so it's kind of it's exactly that of effect. Thing, yeah, but it did work though, and it's little like camera tricks like that that I like about the Conjuring. I mean, I guess you are getting a lot of stuff in this with this movie being, and I guess the best way to describe it is, it's like a ghost train or, or a it haunted is. house. It's like you're just going through and you're seeing all these things and. Yeah, in each little scene, they are you know doing a few little creative things visually with the camera, um, setting things up in an attempt to 
give you a jump scare. I know, but it's 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 yeah. Know, there is fun to it, but that's all it is. There's nothing more. It's escalation, escalation, escalation. Loud noise. Everybody's fine. No, everybody's <laughs> and, fine. And yeah, there's loud noise, but everybody's fine. And then you're like, huh? Okay. Rinse and repeat that after another. It's, I mean, I was pleased pleased that um, <laughs> the kids came to a birthday party. <laughs> I was I, I was mean, feeling sad for. If them. you if you talk, want to talk about, I mean, I did mention that there is no. Character arc or story or plot. Oh, mate, the, there's that. <laughs> there, there is, but the priest and they have a line like maybe not all ghosts are bad. And then when she was like saying that, yeah, I think I've seen one, and she's referring to the priest from the school. I honestly thought they were going to set up something where he was going to jump in and protect them or do oh, something. Yeah, I was like that priest went nowhere. Exactly what I'm saying, man. Like there are these things set up. And it's like, that's cool. And it, yeah, it's a, it's a nice little aspect to Judy's character or like the larger universe. But where does it go? Nowhere. When he <laughs> doesn't go when anywhere. When she was at school and he was in the playground, he, it was clear that nobody else could see him, that like he wasn't there. 100% he's a ghost, yeah. He, but he, they did that really well. But what are we talking about here? We're talking about an actor dressed as a priest with some like black <laughs> makeup under his eyes. Yeah. And that is a lot more effective than this big hellhound creature. I mean, the Hellhound CGI, not even great CGI, so if you get a... <laughs> one of the biggest special effects moments in the movie. But if they strip it back and they're doing ghost stories like we've had in those other movies... Less is definitely more. I mean, with these movies, I feel like that's the thing we always come back to say. And with The Conjuring... This like, one isn't less. This the is Conjuring, more. <laughs> the main films do give us less. Yeah. And we often say when we're doing our other like reviews of horror movies... Oh, they're giving us too much here. I prefer it in the Conjuring films where they give us less. Oh, yeah, I feel like we're, just, these, we're repeating ourselves But these spin-off films now, they're just giving more. I mean, Annabelle Creation might be the exception. It, I mean, they were doing a lot more, but they still had, they still executed the creep factor a lot. And I think it was by having those kids in the movie and sort of the setting was a very different. I um, do prefer Creation to the first Annabelle. Honestly, yeah. watching that first Annabelle movie, I didn't think years later we'd be sat here talking about the third part <laughs> in the trilogy. It's, yeah, I don't know. And I think maybe that's heard it as well, is that we have had three, Annab this is the third Annabelle-centric movie. And but it's, to its credit, it's just... it is different. As you've said, it's like a ghost train, it's a haunted mansion. Mm. So the... They've made a different movie with Annabelle as the focus. We've got the you know the prequel with that second one, and then the prequel, prequel. Yeah, <laughs> but but the three films are different, and whether it's the same actresses from Annabelle or not, it's definitely the same characters that open this movie, and it's good That's to have it. that that connection. But I guess if if all you want from this movie is a, it's just sort of I say fun, um, like a fun ride, just go for a laugh. Um, horror scares which I guess yeah is targeted at those younger audiences I guess that's what they want right not Personal, to make an assumption but I'm just yeah. they just want to go and have a laugh and a squeal with their friends and this movie is going to deliver that's it's what you get it's personal you get. preference did you prefer this or Child's Play I think Child's Play had more going on for it, it, was, it Child's Play acted more like a slasher film where this one, I guess maybe the bar was just higher, and I mean, I hate to use the word fine again, but like, I mean, this was fine for, I guess, what it was, and if the, this is what the movie wanted to be, I think I prefer Child's Play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I definitely do, and yeah. honestly, like, I've been talking to a lot of people about Child's Play, and I, and I gave Child's Play 
four out of five mm. and i have not come across anybody in person or online that likes it as much as me yeah you were a bit and i don't i didn't write it as high as you did you, you didn't but i was just wondering like you know because this is the second movie about a killer doll that we've done consecutive reviews for and i just wondered where, yeah where is that? i think we should stop tiptoeing around <laughs> the rating and just give it during the course of this review i've dropped it 0.5 <laughs> <laughs> And uh, and point five was initially for the Warrens returning. I did I did yeah. like that. It, it, it was a familiar feeling from those two Conjuring movies that I really like. This is a three out of five. It was like everything plus the kitchen sink. That they did have <laughs> the kitchen sink. You no, know, everything, mate. That's the same, yeah. isn't it? Everything, including the kitchen sink, or is it? Ah, uh, uh, whatever it is. Everything but the kitchen sink. But this does have the kitchen sink. It has everything. Everything's in this movie. You get the jumps, you get the Warrens, still do like the Warrens being attached. But there's just, there's no death outside of that crash at the beginning. <laughs> and I'm not a fan of death, don't get me wrong. But if you're watching one of these horror movies, it kind of goes hand in hand. It's, there People needs should to be, be dying. There need to be stakes. And at the end, everybody is okay. And it did leave me walking away from this movie just feeling a bit deflated because it's kind of like oh, okay so we've gone on this journey anyway three three out of five <laughs> right most of the positive stuff that i can say that i can rate and give this movie you know a number is yeah the warren's return those scenes with them the uh, mckenna you know playing judy um even the teenage girl you know the performances are fine they're okay uh, mckenna especially though is is quite up there um but like it is just it is just a hit after hit of you know them trying to just here's a creepy scene hope it lands have a good time there's there's no story there's no plot at all um everything that was established we've we've seen established in a previous movie so any there's no new story really um and all the character arc that you get in this is okay judy has friends now and they came to a birthday party and it's like that's nice um, I'm going to give it a 2.5. Wow, okay. Five. And the point, the point 0.5 is for, I guess, the Warrens' return and, yeah, I guess the, yeah, McKenna. <laughs> I gave a point 0.5 for their return and then I ducted point 0.5 for something else. <laughs> we brought it down to a 3. Otherwise, yeah, if not for them, like, this would be a 2, measly 2. It's, like, it's fine, it's okay, it's, but don't rush out to see it unless that's what you want. If you just want a fun Friday night with your friends, go. Now, before Enjoy. we do trivia, Madison Iceman, do you recognise her? Jumanji, welcome to the jungle. She played young Bethany, the character who's later played mm. by Jack Black. But there's a further Jack Black connection. She Goosebumps plays two. Sarah in Goosebumps 2. Yeah. Yeah. So um, one bit of research I did. <laughs> <laughs> and we doubled up. Fantastic. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, so trivia. I've got a tiny, tiny thing. Um there's an episode of the dating game that's playing in the movie that Judy is watching. Um, in this episode, um, a little girl is given a Raggedy Ann doll as a gift, or a prize, I guess. Um, and of course, the real-life Annabelle doll is a Raggedy Ann. I did know that, and I enjoyed seeing it on screen. Because, yeah, they did. And it was it was the right choice to make her <laughs> a porcelain doll instead. Do you reckon? I do, yeah. Raggedy Ann's just not as scary. You see those posters of Annabelle? <laughs> I like, guess, Honestly, yeah. if you see a still image of the doll using Annabelle, it's creepier than the film. 
Just a photo of the doll. And that's it, it, that, that really wraps it up. <laughs> <laughs> Doesn't that summarise this movie? The poster is scarier than the movie. We should bring our segments back. <laughs> <laughs> well, that would be a good segment for the movie show. Oh, well, if the, yeah, poster's better than the movie. That's it for our review of Annabelle Comes Home. Please go subscribe and download this podcast on iTunes and SoundCloud. And please leave us a review. It helps listeners just like you find the podcast. We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram as That Film's Due Podcast. And we also have our sister shows, Rewind and Review and Sounds Like Comics, which each have their own Facebook pages. And all of our episodes can be found on our website at filmstudpodcast.com. If you like movies about toys that come to life, be sure to check out our recent reviews of Toy Story 4 and Child's Play. Sounds Like Comics did an episode looking at the Conan the Barbarian film from 1982. And if you haven't checked it out already, Rewind and Review went back to 1995 to review the original Toy Story. Annabelle may have come home, but Spider-Man is far from home. Well done. Ah, uh, thank you. Our next That Films You Review will be the new MCU superhero blockbuster, Spider-Man Far From Home. Da, 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 da. Oh, I cannot wait. Got my ticket fresh in my pocket. Well, it's not actually in my pocket, but it's on my phone. But for now, <laughs> thanks for that. <laughs> it is time for us all to go home. You've been listening to Jason and Luke, the guys from That Films You. See you soon. Fried those sausages and yeah. like, hey, remember the time I robbed you? Yeah, yeah, yeah it was it was good. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on.